0: Welcome to Built to Scale E-Commerce Show with Darius and Justin. We are the founders of Ad Kings Agency, an industry-leading boutique e-commerce, Facebook ads, and omni-channel funnels growth agency. Our insights and expertise have helped to generate over $45 million in revenue and spent over $18 million on paid acquisition for our clients in the last year alone. In this podcast, we open up about the marketing and business development strategies and tactics we use to get these results. Hey guys, welcome to Build to Scale eCommerce Show by Atkins Agency. And today we'll be interviewing Killian Markert, a go-to high-performance coach helping business owners scale to the new heights without neglecting themselves, their health, and their performance. And this is kind of not the first time I'm talking with Killian on this podcast. We actually had him in the previous version of Build to Scale eCommerce Show. And honestly, it was one of the most insightful episodes we have ever had. So this is why I'm more than excited to have him here again today. And Killian, maybe you could introduce yourself to the audience once more.
1: That's, first of all, super awesome to be here, Darius. I'm super excited. And yeah, I'm Killian. I own a coaching company and we help busy business owners to achieve consistent high performance so, so that they can grow their business the most efficient way possible without burning themselves out. And yeah, last time I was on here, it was lots of fun. We dropped a lot of good nuggets, I think, and I'm excited to do the same today.
0: Definitely. So what I want to talk to you today is kind of applying 2080 approach to productivity itself, because personally, what I went through in the last year, I kind of went really deep into productivity and trying all the biohacks, gym things, you know, diet things, even going as far as going on keto diet for four months. Mm -hmm. And, you know, what I figured out from it, that sometimes you become so involved in the industry and trying to be productive that you become counterproductive because you're doing Mm -hmm. too many things. So this year for me, I have like kind of personal topic of optimizing my life in general and applying 2080 principle to all areas of it. And today I really would love to talk to you about, you know, hey, what you could be doing, you know, about the diet, how you could be extracting maximum health benefits, productivity benefits, or, you know, the gym goals of just. Going to the gym, maybe way less than like three hours a week. What type of supplements you should be drinking, and you know, what type of tools you should be using? hey or Aura ring worth it, dream tube worth it or not? So, yeah,
1: got all of them. <laughs> yeah, man, yeah, first this of is all, why I wanted I, I, to talk I, I lo- to you. <laughs> yeah, I love the topic, man. It's amazing. And first of all, it's perfectly fitting because I talked to you earlier about this. I actually just a few weeks ago read the book again, The 80 20 Principle by Richard Koch, and I recommend the book to everybody. Everybody has heard about it kind of, right? 80, 20, 80, 20, but really making it part of your life and about how you approach things in business and in your personal life, I think that's super important. And so why is it important? Because there's actually kind of a law which is called anti-productivity. It's kind of a concept that whenever you think like, oh, let me have this new gadget or this new awesome software or this new you know, productivity hack that in the end, the learning curve Plus, organizing it, maintaining it might be costing you more time that you actually benefit from it. And you, you know, if you're exaggerating, it might have been better if you just have used pen and paper and continued like that. That's like not (laughs) with everything, but there's a lot of tools like that where that's happening. So, yeah, man, like, first of all, I would like to put it like this. So we have a little um, overview. I would like to say performance is kind of the overall thing, right? Performance contains productivity it contains also health it contains mental well-being it contains also things like exercise and everything like that because it helps you to recharge and, and, and stay on top of your game right so what do you think where should we dive into productivity health exercise.
0: Yeah, (laughs) quite a bit of different topics here. So I would say let's start with diet, because I think it's kind of like the core thing of like wool productivity thing in general. Like last year, Ray Hosley went as far as to try the keto diet. This means just, you know, saying no to any type of carbs for four months straight. And it was really beneficial, you know, for me, but in then, you know, I couldn't sustain it because it's just like, you basically have to say, you know, no to pretty much Majority things you enjoy, whether that's ice cream, pizza, or just having a soda drink or some beer. So, what you would say from your personal experience? Have you seen like these fat diets, like keto, white carbs, or some other work?
1: Yeah, for sure, and I love what you're saying because in 2016, I've done keto myself, and I've done keto for nearly eight months. And that was like extreme, I feel you there. And I actually, I did it for dieting and I lost a lot of weight, nearly 12 kilos. And I was like super thin. I lost also quite a bit of strength. And um, it's effective for sure. But as you say, the biggest problem is not sustainable. And for me, of course, you can have like these, you know, carb refeeds and you eat some pizza after a few weeks, right? You can't go out of keto for a while and that's fine. But the biggest problem is for me, it's just you can't eat fruits. Like what diet should (laughs) you eat that you can't eat fruits? Like it's not good. And that's why any diet, which is very extreme towards one end, which completely eliminates one thing, I think is very, you should be skeptical about because it's not sustainable long-term, right? Of course, if you have ethical concerns with meat and so forth, that's a different question. But when you like categorically say like, this is not good, I would be skeptical about that because it always depends on the moderation of what you're eating. So there's a lot of these fat diets out there and talking about 80-20 now, what's actually 80-20 you should be approaching or what's the approach for 80-20 in terms of diet? And I would say it comes back down to your goals first. That's it. So do you just want to be healthy? Do you just want to you know how you have high energy and be focused during the day? Or do you also have fitness goals, maybe muscle building strength goals? That's of course another question. So let's start with the health goals. And the 80-20 here is simply eat freaking green vegetables consistently. (laughs) Like that's 80, 20. Like you could be so many, doing so many things, like how many fats, how many carbs, how many, how much protein? Well, get, first of all, your green veggies in like one serving, one big serving at least per day. Like that can be spinach, that can be Brussels sprouts, that can be broccoli, that can be kale or things like that. But these uh, cruciferous uh, vegetables have been shown in massive studies to be super beneficial for cognition, but also very important for avoiding deficiencies. And this is super important for your health.
0: Basically, by eating more veggies, right, essentially what you're doing, you are eliminating such a huge need to eat like so many different supplements where you know, like vitamins, etc. You still need them, but it's much less, you know, actual need, right? It's more like addition to the things.
1: And that's actually super important that you say it because a lot of people still think, yeah, let me just get supplements. But one thing is a lot of supplements are not as bioavailable as the actual food is. So our body, our digestive system is used for thousands of years to having actual food with like secondary plant derivatives. And there's a lot of stuff that our body just wants. and doesn't get from a synthetic supplement. And therefore, this is always the first choice. Like a lot of people give me a supplement. No, why don't you just eat vegetables, right? So that's the first thing. And then the other thing, apart from vegetables is I would look into the most common deficiencies, and there's a number of those. There's like selenium, there's zinc, there's magnesium, there's iron, there's even iodine. Like these are the most common deficiencies. And there's an awesome table. From in the biohacking book, I recommend these guys, by the way, they're doing awesome work. Biohacking center, these are guys from Finland. And they made like in their biohacking book, a really good table of the most common deficiencies. And then also where these things are in food, right? So to give you some example, a lot of people think, oh, selenium, never heard about this. What should I do now? Let me get a supplement. No, you just eat two Brazil nuts per day. You know, these two brazen nuts, they're super good <laughs> yeah. for testosterone. They're super good to cover your selenium needs. And that's what I would say. That's eighty twenty. 20 You look, okay, how can I cover A, my veggies, and B, the most common deficiencies that a lot of people in our Western society have, and just incorporate more of those into my diet. And there's a cool app, which is called a Chronometer. That's C-R-O-N-O meter, Chronometer, And that's an app where you can... Give, it's similar to my fitness MyFitnessPal, but what you can do is it's a bit more accurate in terms of minerals, vitamins that food contains. So you type in your typical day and the typical week, maybe you do that for one, two weeks. And then you see if with your typical nutrition, you're covering most of your micro and macronutrient needs. Mm. And then you're like good to go. And then, of course, you do a blood test every year or so to see if everything's fine, right? But that's good enough. And then on top of that, you can do some experiments with like, you know, some magnesium for sleep and stuff like that. But that's not 80-20 anymore now, yeah. right? So if we stay 80-20, then that's <laughs> that's what you should do.
0: And what would you say about the blood tests in general? You know, should it be just, you know, about the basic minerals or do you go a little bit deeper into the science and the hormones?
1: I actually have like a, an awesome, <laughs> I did like an awesome course by this Finnish doctor. He's part of the Biohacking Center. His name is Oli Sobiarvi and he, I did a, like a course of his and he has like this awesome Excel table where he dives into what you should test in a blood test and it's the usual blood markers like you know, blood count and so on but then it goes also into things like testosterone free testosterone how much you have available there and also into some minerals like potassium and so on which sometimes people neglect so you don't have to check everything but I would say this kind of it's kind of an extended blood panel And there's like good companies, if you guys are listening from the US, which are offering that if you follow Ben Greenfield, for example, he offers like in his podcast, he talks a lot about blood panels and which ones he recommends. So I would check that out. And apart from that, I would say check then the most common deficiencies. And if you suspect you have a deficiency there because you don't eat that food at all, then you can go ahead and say, okay, let me check kind of, you know, like iron right now because I suspect I have a deficiency. And then you can add that on top. And the other thing I would do is definitely check your vitamin D levels. Um, That's something, you know, a lot of people struggle with. And the good thing is there's also, if you check out this course by this guy, there is also an optimal range, which he has collected from lots of studies over the years. You know, you mostly have the the normal range where people fall into. But that's not the optimal range. And if you look at studies, they figured out what's actually optimal for your body. And especially for vitamin D, there's like a lot of people are deficient. Some people are in the normal range, but few people are actually in the higher optimal range. And that's like something which you then with, of course, supplementation can achieve. And that's when you do the blood test.
0: Okay. And personally, you know, I'm a huge believer in supplements, especially, you know, covering like the basics like vitamin D, you know, just multivitamins, omega free Honestly, you know, when I'm drinking vitamin D and when I'm not, I actually can feel huge differences depending on the week. So, you know, is it normal? Does it mean that I maybe, you know, have a deficiency of it or just how it goes?
1: It can be, of course, some people, they're also kind of, you know, they feel the placebo effect a lot, right? If they don't take your supplements, they're like, oh, what's going on right now? So that's always something to take into consideration. But with that being said, especially now in winter months, if you don't take your vitamin D, it definitely can be that you feel it and that you have a deficiency, especially I know you're from a more northern country, right? So there is not that much light probably. And yeah, so if you're, you know, if you live close to the equator, It's a different story, but yeah, vitamin D is super important. And maybe another one I can add on if we look at which are the 80 20 supplements, then I would also say vitamin D counts in there. And you can consider adding on K2 to it because K2 helps with the absorption of the vitamin D3. And if you eat a lot of organic eggs and meat, you might not need it, but you can make sure that you add that. On top of that, Another good supplement that I would take every day is creatine. (laughs) Most people think, what, I'm not a bodybuilder, why should I take creatine? But it's actually also shown to improve cognition. So creatine, one of the best research supplements, three to five gram per day, is perfect. It helps you with sports, it helps you with strength, it also helps you with cognition. So creatine vitamin d and the other thing i would you can look into but it's also a bit nice to have is fish oil simply because you can cover your omega-3 fatty acid needs also by eating plenty of fatty fish and the best options are sardines because they are very low in the food chain so they don't accumulate too much heavy metals and then you know salmon and these kind of things but apart from that there's li- really little thing that on top of that is even eighty twenty. Now it's already, everything else is already nice to have. Even in my opinion, multivitamins. If you're not dieting, in my opinion, yeah. you don't need multivitamins because you again get enough from food.
0: I mean, if you're eating like balanced diet, yeah.
1: Yeah, maybe you have something else you think is important. I'm curious to hear what else uh, you think uh, supplements <laughs> are good.
0: So I would say, you know, what you covered, right? I would... Most likely, you don't drop in multivitamins if you're just because I know like majority of people have hard time sticking to like completely clean diet in 2080 principle and just eating enough veggies because you really mm. need to be eating a lot of veggies to get everything you need. And a lot of people just underestimate the sheer sure quantity and size of what you need to be eating. here. So let say multivitamins would help. And What do you think about adding some more exotic things into a mix? Like personally, I'm a huge fan of ashwagandha right? So it's mm. kind of like an Indian thing. And personally, I'm seeing like huge benefits of it. If it's like a small dose, if it goes like, you know, to two capsules, I think it's about 600 milligrams. It's kind of, I become a little bit too stressed from it, right? So it's a small size. It actually, you know, calms me down and, you know, I'm able to focus more. I'm feeling my maybe testosterone levels going up slightly. But if I'm mm-hmm. getting too much, I think it's uh, my thyroid becomes a little bit too overactive. At least this is the research mm-hmm. I did. And then I get kind of like heart palpitations and, you know, stress building up, etc.
1: That's interesting. Actually, I'm taking ashwagandha myself as well. And I've actually, there's a new version co- that has come out, which is uh, Shodan Ashwagandha. And that's basically, they claim to be the most bioavailable form. And they have 35% of this active substance. I'm not sure exactly how to pronounce it in English, but it's something like analytes or something like that, this bioactive compound in ashwagandha. And it's like so very highly concentrated and it's um, very bioactive. And and there's some studies being done by them which show it's like, it's very, very good for testosterone and so on. And actually the amount I'm taking right now is around 140 milligrams of that, Mm -hmm. which is two capsules of those And they're more concentrated, right? Yeah. And I love ashwagandha myself. I don't consider it an essential because I know that people react differently to it. So it's something you have to try. And also it's not so well researched yet. So that's why I don't put it in that category. But the combination, um, especially what I found interesting, if you have a little bit of coffee in the morning, sometimes you combine it with L-theanine and you Mm. combine ashwagandha with it. It's a very nice mix because it makes it gives you a nice attention and focus. L-theanine plus caffeine is very good yeah. together f- with cognition. Lots of studies out there, and then the ashwagandha together with that gives it you this nice kind of relaxed, smooth uh, vibe throughout the day. So yeah, that's what I'm doing right now, and I love it so far.
0: Okay, that's interesting because I'm personally like, trying to split when I'm drinking you know, caffeine plus L-theanine from any other supplements because I do not want to be like too many things going into my body at once. So I guess mm-hmm. this is going a little bit more from like 20-80 principle and getting into more complicated things, right? But basically, yeah. I just do not want too many substances that might be affecting my cognition and performance in general and health going into my body because, you know, it's additional load on your organs.
1: Yeah, and also on the nervous system, it's yeah. something I wouldn't do this every day. I experiment with that on some days and on other days I don't drink coffee at all. I would say yeah. I drink, there's more days that I don't drink coffee than I do drink it. And that's very important because your nervous system needs to calm down. And there's other supplements again, you can then use, of course, to calm yourself down in the evening, like l taurine and things like that. But yeah, that's all not 80-20 anymore. So <laughs> we're leaving the eighty <laughs> twenty
0: territory. Yeah, I'm kind of, you know, getting excited about these things because I spend so much time, you know, researching, experimenting personally with myself. And, you know, I kind of believe like one edition, it's okay, right? But you certainly do not need like, 10, 15, 20 different supplements, especially when you are buying these kind of, right now it's popular to buy like, you know, pre-packaged biohacking supplements that have, you know, like 15 or 20 different ingredients. In them. And yeah. the reality is from what I'm thinking, right? It's just too small quantities of each of them. Plus you're mixing so many different things that you're mm. not ever, you know, sure about the effect you're getting and what you're targeting with it.
1: You know what? That's the exact argument I have against multivitamins. <laughs> it's, it's most of the time. Okay. It's like, it's it's most of the time they, each one of those ingredients is too small and you're maybe you feel a bit better, but you could have just figured out which one is the targeted one you want to supplement. Supplement that and that's it, right? So that's, that's usually, work, right. they, they sell it as like, they sell it as a solution, as a kind of a result. Just take this pill and you're good to go. No hassle involved. Come on, just <laughs> everything included. Just take it, you know? And that's the same thing. Like, but it's not that easy. The body is not that easy. So yeah, that's my argument against that. That's why I would rather say less, but more targeted is usually the better alternative.
0: Yeah, and you figure these things out, I guess, you know, by doing blood work, right? What do you exactly need? And just testing it yeah. out. Yeah. Okay, cool. So let's talk maybe about the gym, right? Because, you know, like typically to get results at the gym, you need to be going like at least three times a week, you know, most likely spending about three hours in the gym itself. Plus, you know, taking showers, travel, etc. could easily add up to like eight or nine hours a week wasted on just, you know, gym things. So what do you think? Is there like a ways to optimize that? Because like lately I have discovered like Mind Valley, right? And we released like a new essentially fitness program, which I did read and watched a little bit about. So it's fundamentally sound. And what we do is we kind of promise almost like to get 80% of results with just 30 minutes a week. This means two sessions, 15 minutes session each, but having these sessions very intense, six exercises, targeting mm-hmm. different core areas of a body, push-pull motions, yeah. 60 seconds per exercise and you know going to the failure in very slow pace which means you know you would be doing a squat for example five seconds right it's just basically also mm-hmm. working you know like the tension
1: yeah and is that, uh, give me a bit more background because I'm curious about that. I haven't heard about that exact program. You're saying 15 minutes, two times per week and it's push and pull and it's all body weight or do you use any materials? Yeah, is so
0: that- we have external weights. And what's interesting, you know, the kind of original idea that we have is to actually use machines because you are able to overload your body much more and reach exhaustion yeah. point, you know. So it's kind of interesting. Apparently we did like two to three years research internally with our team about it. Hard to say, you know, how much it is actually based on science, how much it's marketing. But you know, from what I know, and even like last month, I was experimenting with a similar model where, you know, I'm having, let's say, doing push-ups, right? Because I'm forced to exercise from home. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think like yeah. many people are in the same situation right now. So I'm doing push-ups, but you know, instead of just doing regular push-up, what I'm doing, I'm literally, you know, taking twenty seconds to do a push-up. In very, very mm. slow 10 seconds controlled motion down and up. Yeah. And literally, you know, normally where I can easily do like 30, 40 push ups, I can do like seven or eight of these super slow ones. And I'm yeah. literally exhausted afterwards. Once I reach yeah. exhaustion point, I drop on my knees, do a few more, you know, till I can't even move. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah, so I would say again, it depends on your goals because you cannot say like, yeah, that's the one size solution suddenly for everybody. So I've dived also very deeply into these topics myself when it comes to what's actually researched by science and so forth. And if you want to have or if you have these traditional goals of building muscle and especially your biggest goal is hypertrophy and your biggest goal is you want to look big and you want to achieve size then you will by no means achieve the results that you could achieve in the gym with like Two times 15 minutes per week that's simply not possible because the volume that's necessary to fatigue the muscle and also the frequency is simply not high enough right but if that's not your main goal and your main goal is maybe a combination of like especially a being in shape maybe you know not accumulating excess fat and then also you know like balance stability and these kind of things then it now gets interesting again and then it's a different question right so i would say If people just want to stay fit and stay kind of in shape, this is the approach, especially if you can save time with that. And talking 80-20, any kind of program that should be balanced and hit the whole body effectively should involve five major movements. And these are a push, a pull, a hinge, like a hip hinge, like a deadlift, also a squat movement. And then also a lunge movement, so a single-legged movement. And these are the main five. So if you have push, you have, of course, horizontally and vertically. And the same thing with the pull. And um, if you include those major movements, then you usually got everything covered. So these are the basics, I would say, in 80-20 style. And then you can look, okay, what are your goals? How much time do you have? And then such a program, as you have said it, if that's the maximum you want to put into, like, sounds good to me.
0: Yeah, because this is what was interesting for me, because we do address exactly what you mentioned, like five things, actually, you know, six, because we do count like two, four legs, you know, like one is pushing, another one is squatting, like we are kind of like mixing these two things. So basically, you know, we are kind of addressing this issue, plus we are addressing the hypertrophy, right? This means triggering it two times a week, and we're doing very intense 15 minutes workouts in a way to trigger the body response to repetition and, you know, intense workouts. So you're almost getting, like, IT benefits together with it. So this was, like, very interesting because apparently we did quite a bit of research behind. And it will be just interesting, you know, what type of reviews it gets in, like, three or six months because I think it could be a good answer to a lot of, like, busy CEOs that maybe do not want to be like, you know, like 100% model body or just bodybuilders, etc. And just, you know, want to be healthy, have like enough muscle mass, maybe, you know, combining it with good diet and have six pack, you know, I think that could be enough to be honest. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And there's actually, now that you mentioned it, there is another guy who has written a book about this and he sells equipment for this. I think they are called uh, the 3X bands. And this is something where you get a different set of bands, plus you get kind of like a little barbell, which you can attach to those bands. And that's all you need. And basically, he has a similar approach that he says, like, you don't need to lift any weights and you basically just go ahead and uh, do a few exercises per week. And make sure that, yeah, it covers all muscles per in your body. And he says, like, lifting weights is a waste of time. And he basically, that's his approach. And he just loads the body with these resistance bands, which is also, of course, a, a thing. And he has a similar approach. So there's something behind it.
0: I see And... Um- Maybe, you know, it would be interesting to touch almost like a taboo subject, you know, for the ones that want to be gaining a lot of muscle, but maybe, you know, not putting so much work, it's steroids, right? I know in the past, everybody was shunning away from it, but I think now there's much more research in general about the subject, but it might not be as bad if it's done, you know, like in proper control manner, but now, you know, like basing on science, just not overdoing it in general. So what's your take about it?
1: Yeah, it's a funny top. It's a funny or funny or maybe interesting topic. And it's again, you need to differentiate. People hear steroids and they think maybe directly about the big, fat bodybuilder who like looks unnatural. And there's actually different kind of steroids. And there's basically there's things like different kind of stacks that professional bodybuilders take, like D anabol and all these kind of different chemical stacks, which I don't even understand. You should you know like study chemistry to do that but that's different to simply doing what is called TRT testosterone replacement therapy and that's probably something which is more widespread in the kind of medically accepted community where you say okay you're getting 40 even 50 your testosterone starts to decline and you like you want to keep up your sex drive you want to keep up your health and you say look The body doesn't produce enough anymore let's just replace it with testosterone right and that's where i think it gets interesting of course people react differently to testosterone that's why you want to be careful in your younger years especially if you still want to have children there can be side effects if you're not careful and so on but my personal take on it is this try first all natural alternatives like optimizing your sleep biggest testosterone bolster if you don't sleep well (laughs) the testosterone is bad then things like you know like good diet resistance training sunlight less stress and then you can on top look into ashwagandha and all these things and then if you check your blood and your testosterone is already then suddenly at the higher range, the higher upper range of the normal range, right? Then there's actually no need for you to do testosterone replacement therapy because the risks probably then outweigh the benefits for you. However, if you have some genetic disposition, you do all of these things. And for whatever reason, your testosterone is really low and you feel like you sometimes have depression even or all these kind of things and you don't find any cure for it. And for whatever reason, you know, chemically, whatever your testosterone levels are low and you've tried all these things. And I say, yeah, get a doctor and have a control environment, do that and go ahead. But I would still shy away from all these chemical stacks where you have to throw in another supplement to counter the <laughs> yeah. other bowl you put in. And then this and then no, that's that's a mess. So I would just stick with that when it's relevant. And yeah, that's my take on it.
0: Yeah, because like in the last month, like actually three people asked me about it, you know, and we knew I'm in biohacking a little bit. So we may ask me, hey, did you hear it? You know, like the newest research actually tells, you know, if you use it, you know, in the right manner, it doesn't affect the body long term or anything. So this is why it was interesting to hear your opinion about it. And I definitely resonate, you know, get the blood work done in general take care of the basics, get the blood work done. And when, you know, if you see some deficiencies, especially in testosterone and you're a male, you know, you would—I would I would say, you know, it could be an option for you, but only in that case.
1: And even if you want to say, I'm like in the mid range and I tried everything and I want to take it to the upper range, right? Where even like uh, lots of people fall into naturally for whatever reason, genetically. Well, why not? Go ahead and do it. Of course, there's a risk that you'll kill your own testosterone production. So I would always talk to a doctor and hear his opinion about that for your specific situation. But yeah, you have to decide it for yourself.
0: So let's talk a little bit more about you know like the tools that you're using for biohacking. Because there are so many different ones, like Oura Ring, I think is the most popular. There's Dream There's like a fitness trackers, etc. What do you think is actually needed here, and what is the overkill?
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, so basically, needed is nothing actually. Needed, if you talk about needed, is you don't need anything. You need good sleep. You need good habits, you need good routines. And uh, for all of that, you don't need anything of those. So that's why I would say needed is nothing. So now, however, what is beneficial? What is a nice to have? What is making your life a bit easier? And I would say it depends a bit on your goals again, right? So if you just say, okay, I've been struggling with my sleep. I've tried a few things. I don't understand what's going on. I want to get more data. Then an aura ring, I have one as well might be helpful but it's again it's not 100% accurate you know it has flaws but the biggest benefit there it just helps you take your sleep more seriously because you made this investment and now oh I'm having an aura ring I take care of my sleep now you know like it's like it's a bit psychological as well <laughs> and some other things it helps you with heart rate variability to understand a little bit what's or how stress is going on and so on so that's, that's helpful and the other thing the dream 2 headband it's a bit more advanced it tries to gauge your Brain waves and therefore is more accurate in terms of sleep stage tracking, so it's relevant. But it's again, it's like something where you say, Yeah, you've tried a lot of things and you want to take it to the next level and really understand what's been going on, then you can try this. But again, if you have this on your head, it's like you have to get used to that while sleeping mm-hmm. as well. So again, it's a commitment. <laughs> yeah. Also danger of anti-productivity that getting used to it is more effort than you want to get out of it. Right. So always keep that in mind as well. So tools is difficult. Apart from that, I have a pretty cool tool here, which I wanted to show you a lot. Very little people know that guy here. This guy is a Butaiko belt. So what you do with this guy here? You put that, I don't know if you can see that, you, know, you put that around your, around your waist And what you're going to do then is basically you're feeling a constant pressure right now. And this basically, Ah. you don't see it a lot, but you basically have this trigger to breathe through your diaphragm. And this is what Mm. butaiko breathing is. Butaiko breathing means you have to learn to not over breathe and not to exhale too much of CO2. And that's the idea behind Mm. it, that you have the combination of not over breathing when you're stressed Plus, you have a trigger that, hey, don't do this shallow chest breathing, breathe through your belly. And this is something which I wear while I'm working a few times per day, and then have this trigger that it helps me breathe through my belly. And there's a cool thing, actually, Paul Check, Paul Check, if you know this guy, super good guy about holistic health and so on. And he recommended this once just to get a string and pull that around your belly. So you're basically having this trigger. And that's why a lot of people also have lower back issues because they don't breathe through their core and they breathe through their chest. And that is correlated with a lot of stress and so on. And this is like, you know, just a fancy reminder to breathe more through your belly. So this is another cool tool that I'm using.
0: That's interesting. Like for me, essentially, you know, what's working really well lately is just getting these, how it's called, like I think it's terpy guns, you know, that approach it, uh, the muscle. The vibration, mm-hmm. right, where you're kind of like putting the stool near your muscle and it's kind of like almost like spashes your muscle, you know, in repeated motions, like a uh, few thousand times per second, etc. cetera. And Are you actually, talking you know, about I'm the massage
1: guns or which ones? Did yeah, you say? like
0: Ferragun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah like exactly, Ferragun. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I'm personally getting like huge benefits out of it. And it was like really good purchase for myself personally. And, you know, each day I just use them for like 10, 15 minutes, like in the evening, or in the morning, just to get woken up or, you know, like relax, like whatever it's, you know, like back pain or something, you know, after sitting and working for a whole day, but it kind of makes a huge difference in day-to-day life for me.
1: Yeah. For me, actually, uh, my girlfriend shouldn't hear that. It's her birthday tomorrow and she's going to get one actually for me for her birthday. By the time this is out, I don't know if she's going to watch this podcast, probably not, but she's, she actually is going to get a massage gun for her birthday tomorrow because I know she has like, you know, sometimes issues with these things. And to be honest, then it's actually going to be the first time for myself that I'm using one because I have for all these years, I have all the equipment. I have a lacrosse ball, I have a supernova. I have like all these little foam rollers and I would do that in the evening. And I'm actually still curious about if there's any downside to the massage gun. And it's probably that some spots you can't reach yourself. You need the help of someone. That's probably the the biggest downside. And then, you know, it's better to like lay on a ball or something like that. But yeah, (laughs) I, I love that as well. And I think, especially when you're tired in the evenings, and you like want to relax a bit and you just don't want to do this, you know, like this annoying rollout. You just take this thing and go to some spots. <laughs> and I think, yeah, I think it's a good invention for sure.
0: I think you will love it for sure. Because, you know, for me, like versus like a typical foam roller made a huge difference. Just like the fact that it's vibrating, it just massages the muscle way better. And I know right now there are like vibrational foam rollers. So I have heard some reviews from people that comparing it to normal one, it's a huge upgrade. We do cost quite a bit. It's about usually about 200 euros, something like this. But the benefits apparently are noticeable.
1: Actually, it's funny that you say it. in, in my gym here, they have two of those. They have these vibrating foam rollers. And mm. I tried them and I really like them actually. They're they're really cool. Also, the gyms are closed as well. But that was last year uh, when, when it still was open. And I like them. However, there's still one downside of foam rollers in that for some muscles the surface area is too big which means you don't get deep enough and that's where the massage guns come into play or even just a lacrosse ball and for example for your feet for the plantar fascia so the lower part of your feet what's actually best is like a golf ball because it's very round hard Mm. and it goes really spiky into it and then stepping on the golf ball and rolling around and what has been a game changer for me I'm myself working with a, with a coach now from the U S like a specialist on posture and corrective exercise. And it's like for me releasing my hamstrings and they've been yeah. super tight from, you know, a lot of sitting and a lot of, you know, just not, not enough movement in general, of course, when you're in an office and the idea is here, yeah, I released those. And for me, it was using a lacrosse ball or a supernova, which is a little bit bigger ball, and then sitting on a hard surface and having the legs kind of 90 degrees and then really going deep into that hamstring muscle. And that's like been yeah. a game changer because when I go over the foam roller, I don't notice anything. And then I go deep like this and you can really target stuff. And I think that's some 80-20 again. If you want to think about, okay, how can I get the biggest improvement in my posture It's like, find these 20% of trigger points in your body that produce probably 80% of your pain <laughs> and release those in a very controlled or targeted manner. And that should help a lot.
0: And what I would say, you know, sometimes it's not really, you know, where you are feeling the pain, where the problem is. So it's funny you mentioned, the. Uh, I think you mentioned like plania fascia, right? You know, like the, the small muscle at the feet, basically at the bottom of your feet. So I was actually having huge problems with it last year when I started to play tennis because like my trainer back in the days, we it he didn't teach me how to warm up properly. So I would just be, you know, like <laughs> running away. And you know how it is tennis. You have like a lot of short sprints in high energy and a lot of stopping motions. So apparently my hamstrings was also too tight and I actually developed an inflammation there. And it actually took about six to seven months to completely heal from it. And what I needed to do was actually stretch my hamstrings to fix a problem.
1: That's exactly the same thing I've encountered. And I, that for me, I've been dealing with that for a few years now and it's for me it's like it was a bit embarrassing because I'm like super knowledgeable about biohacking health and so on and I'm like what's going on with my freaking hip, right it's like this tight all the time and twisted and then I like when I hired the coach I'm working with like that's the power of coaching right you get this outside perspective and you've like seen oh man I haven't thinking about this and then I was like yeah my hamstrings are fine I went over the foam roller with it And then he said, like, dude, you got to use something spiky to go really in there to find the trigger spots. And then I found like, oh, damn, like (laughs) I've been stretching my quads all the time, try to release my hip flexors, but it was like all along the hamstrings. And like, once you figure that out, you can make uh, lots of progress with your posture, which I think is so underrated. Everybody just wants muscles and, you know, being fit and six pack. That's kind of the culture you see on social media. Yeah. But Actually, you know, having first of all a healthy foundation, joints in the right position, stable core, these things are super important because long term, that's what keeps you in the game and is the foundation to build strength on top.
0: And Halsley, I'm mean, you know a huge believer that, hey, you could be looking awesome today, but what if like after 10 or 20 years, you, you know, you can't even walk properly or you're having problems after your 50s? At one point or another, you will still need to make time f- to address your health issues. This is why you know I'm taking it relatively serious, you know, even in the young days.:
1: Yeah, for sure, and it's the idea also. I'm so excited, like what's possible in the next 50 years. And, you know, like there's so many exciting things going to happen. We might colonize Mars and maybe other planets, you know, maybe in our lifetime. Who knows? Right. So that's why I want to be fit and healthy (laughs) also in the next 50 to 100 years. So maybe I can participate in this. And that would be amazing. I think that was that makes life kind of exciting, that the outlook towards new things as well. And, you know, staying healthy and enjoying them. And that's why it's important, I think, to take care of yourself now.
0: Yeah, so I guess we'll be you will be biohacking the Mars people, right? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> helping to prove their productivity there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> to Didn't. colonize that.
1: <laughs> First biohacking business and uh, productivity business on Mars. That's going to be me.
0: <laughs> business opportunities, right? Cool, for brilliant. Sure, so maybe you could share, you know, audience where you could find more about you and what you yeah, do Yeah, for here. sure.
1: So go ahead and check out uh, my Facebook group. It's the High Performing Business Owners Community, where we have a lot of valuable interviews. We had Darius as well, their life. He dropped some good values. And if you join, also, we have the Peak Performance Master Checklist that you get, which highlights a lot of good habits, a lot of good things to implement in your day to take your performance to the next level. So just check that out, Facebook, High Performance Community. And I think the link should also be in the description.
0: Yeah, so definitely check out Killian's sources because honestly, he is amazing from many different high-performance coaches, but I know he is definitely one of the more knowledgeable ones. So check him out. Enjoying this podcast? Consider subscribing and sharing it with your friends. This helps us to grow and create more amazing content like this for you.